Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. DTW, Revoid, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Blog Talk Radio. Did you know that color therapy has been used for thousands of years? But many of us don't realize that we've actually been practicing some form of color therapy our entire lives. We choose the colors we wear, the colors we eat, our furnishings, and wall colors. And whether you're selecting a color for your next car or toothbrush, all of your color choices are meant to make you feel better. I'm Elaine Marie, the director of Aura House School of Color and Light and the founder of Color Therapy Month. This March, please join me in celebrating the healing power of color. For ideas on how you can participate in this worldwide event, visit our website at colortherapymonth.com. Blessings, everyone, and welcome to the New Year's episode of The Color Calendar, brought to you by Aura House School of Color and Light. I'm your host, Elaine Marie, and I will be your guide as we look through life's kaleidoscope to find the most colorful people and the most colorful events in the world. Today's show is an encore presentation from my August 2010 interview with best-selling author and spiritual teacher, Denise Lin. A world-acclaimed expert in feng shui and space clearing, Denise has distilled the information and wisdom into her teachings that she gained from indigenous cultures around the planet, the Aborigines of Australia, the Zulu in Africa, the Maori of New Zealand, as well as her own Native American roots. Denise has taught seminars in 20 countries and has written over 15 books, including the best-selling Sacred Space, Soul Coaching, and her personal memoirs, If I Can Forgive, So Can You. On your Hay House radio show, you always talk about your home at Summerhill Ranch and your husband David and your daughter Meadow. If you had to describe your current home life in one color, Denise, which color would it be and why? You know, I am so glad you asked me about my home because this is this is a place where I put an immense amount of thought into the colors I used. And I, I'm going to answer your question, but I first, since you asked and no one has asked, I would love to tell you what I did and how I did it with color here um, because it's this is a place where um, it's a place 
where people come to to grow, to understand themselves more. So the colors I used were really important to me. But also it was my home. When I first thought about what, you know, how do I want to use color to emphasize not only who I am now but who I am becoming, which is what you can do with color. You can use it not only as a reflection of where you are and what your present goals and dreams and ideals are, but you can also use it to propel you into the future. But I wanted to have the outside of it be very subdued because in no small way in feng shui, the house is part of your identity. So I wanted it kind of the veneer to the to the outer world to be very subdued. So I used um, I used a gray, and color is so important to me. My husband is so patient. Um, we painted the house. The, this is the house, not just a room, three times because I had to get the color right. <laughs> I mean, I... Everyone jokes that I keep all the painters in town in business because I can't tell until a whole space is painted, and even if it's a whole house. But so it's it's gray, and when you look at it, it just seems very subdued. Is it like a river rock gray, or yeah, it's like a river rock gray. It's just, mm-hmm. and I have two shades of gray, so I have a lighter gray on the the kind of um, uh, it's not some, you know the kind of wall around it. It's a lighter gray, and then it's a darker kind of. Charcoal. Yeah, it's like those rocks you find in the river, kind of a charcoaly gray. But it's, um, you know, it, it looks relaxing. It feels relaxing, and the charcoal gray looks good against the plants. But so but when that, you walk in the front door, is it a burst of color? Is it bright color? Well, when, or still in the subdued category. No, because when you go inside, then there's color everywhere, and it's kind of a metaphor for having a richer inner life than an outer life. And, you know, having kind of a relaxed outer life, but this vibrant, rich inner life. The front door, however, is red. And I did that, well, because it looks really good with gray, but also because in feng shui, you know, red red represents that vitality. It's energy. It's welcoming good energy in. It's welcoming chi. And many traditions, it, it represents not just the Chinese. It represents vitality and success. And in every room, the colors are very specific to the room. So in my office, for example, I wanted this to be a place of growth where the business would grow, where my my connection to my career would grow. And I equate green with growth. And it's, you know, in the springtime, we see this beautiful green everywhere. And the green, that green represents that time of new beginning. So when I first moved into my office, I painted it spring green. And it was... Um, that you know, it's almost like a yellowish green. It's so bright and vibrant when those first plants just peek through the soil. But as my business grew, um, it was growing really fast, which was great. But then I wanted to subdue it a bit, so then I changed the color to a, it's another green, but more the green as the plant develops. It's a darker, kind of a more subdued green. And so I, this is the fourth time I've painted it. Each time it's been a green, but it's followed the succession of the plants growing as my business has moved to more of a stability. So now it's a grayer green um, and it's a softer green. And what it ha- I had that rapid growth with that spring green and then it's leveled off. In the dining room, which is, you know, uh, we have a large dining room and when people come here for soul coaching, you know, we, we have a table that seats 16. So I wanted this to be a place of communication and a place where people could really connect with each other. So I painted this room a vibrant yellow. Or it's kind of a, a maize yellow, I guess, but it's a it's a warm, rich, kind of full yellow. 
And as you know, in the research with yellow, yellow stimulates conversation. It stimulates mental activity, um, a mental clarity. And so that's the color I painted that room. I have a meeting room, and in the meeting room, the, um, I, again, I wanted to have mental clarity. So I paint. I paint. Well, it's actually a. We had some plasterers come in, so it's plastered, and it's yellow. And the reason I love the plaster is in nature you never find solid color anywhere. Colors are always multiples of shades of, of um, you know, dark and light. And so it's more natural. It gives you more of a sense of relaxation because it's it's more in alignment with the natural world. So in the the room where we spend in the teaching room, it is it's kind of shades of, of yellow and gold and, and warm amber colors. But the chairs that people sit on, mm-hmm. I I wanted to have the um, the color of the pillow because it's a really large pillow they sit on. I wanted to have that that color was very every place in my home. The color is very very important and it's dovetailed into the purpose. So those pillows I I um, had them covered in a green color. Again, while they were there in this space of clarity and communication, I wanted to bring forth the idea of growth. And, and new beginnings, because many people who come here to my seminars are in a time of new beginnings. So I worked really carefully with the designer to come up with the exact shade of green to facilitate that. And again, it's, it's more of a spring green. It's very, it's very fresh and clean as opposed to a, a murkier moss green. My kitchen is three different shades of green. Hmm. And, and green in nature, it's the ubiquitous color in nature. It's the color of of you know growth it's the it's the color of, of vitality and so they're very clean greens but it's the idea that the food that we eat we put energy into our food and so when people come here it's not just a a, a inner kind of transformational experience their, their body is also going through that transformation experience and we put we you know it's everything's organic but we pour all that energy into the food but i wanted the colors in the kitchen to reflect the energy that we put into the food, which is, which is that vitality of green. So these are they're very, but they're clean, crisp, bright greens, and it goes from darker to lighter. And it's a tiny kitchen, but we still have three different shades of green. Also, there's that variety of color to bring forth what you have in nature. Greens like like sage and celery, or nope. These they're cleaner because I wanted yeah, that clean, okay. crisp energy. It would be more like a Oh, if you have a camellia leaf, mm-hmm. and it, you know that that kind of color green. of green is one. Um, if you take that down a few shades and up a few shades, those are the three colors. But hmm. it's very it's very clean. They're not they're not kind of sagey. It's not good designer colors. It's more. Um, I don't look at colors so much from a designer point of view. I look at it as how does it affect our energy. In um, the courtyard, I have the courtyard is we. You know, we can see, I don't know, 30 people out there. We have a lot of different tables. And and the courtyard, and again, I painted it three different times. I tried three different colors. I mean, I have a saint for a husband because how do you repaint entire huge spaces? But I get into it, and then I feel it. And I feel it for the function of the space. I feel it for the, what it's going to incite. And if it doesn't feel right, then I redo it. But I know. Um, a designer's delight or hell, whichever you want to put. But, <laughs> but it's, it is the most vibrant um, blue 
and it makes you feel like you're at the sea. Mm-hmm. And color also can be used in conjunction with the the space of the um, you know of the the temperature and the climate and the environment. So I wanted to bring the cooling feeling of blue, but it's not a cool blue. It's a kind of an electric blue. It's the blue you'd find in a tropical, you know, in a tropical sea, that kind of blue. Mm. So there's there's a feeling of excitement and delight with this blue, but at the same time, we live in a really hot place. And in the summertime, I mean, it's rare, but it can, in the heat of the summer, get up to 120. So even in the the hottest day when you're out in the courtyard because we have plants out there and we have a fountain. Incidentally, not color, but when people hear the sound of the fountain, they tend to think that the temperature is 13 degrees less than it actually is. It's a psychological <laughs> thing. But and then I put blue, yeah, and I put blue coloring into the fountain. And my husband, uh-huh. said, why would you put coloring into the fountain? I said because it gives the illusion of coolness, and people will look at that. They will feel cool amidst this heat, and it works. It's amazing. And so that color in the, the, so it's blue water, and the color in the fountain is reflected in the blue walls of the courtyard. Mm, this so, sounds and I amazing. could go on and on and on, because we have a I, lot of rooms here, but every room I've, I've very specifically used color to create a feeling. Would you say that you're a perfectionist? Because, you know, changing colors several times indicates to me that you might be. Do you know, I... I'm a recovering perfectionist, <laughs> and I'm not always recovered, but um, th- that's how important. There's lots of areas in my life that are, I mean, you could ask anyone who knows me, that are totally not perfect, but because color is so important, because it activates such depth of perception and emotion and feeling and even connection to other realms, it's essentially important to me. I mean, if you walk to the front of my house is gray, the back of my house is blue, um, one side of my house is red, and you can't see the other sides from each side. So who has a house that's painted three different colors on three different sides? Two sides are gray. Nobody <laughs> I know. So you, it doesn't look bad because you can't, just with the vegetation, you can't. If you could see two sides at once, it would be weird, but you can't. But every single side, I use color specifically to the energy of that place. The very first room that you walk into when you come into my house is actually red, and that's a deep, rich, rust red. But it's a it's a room. It's the room where most where everyone hangs out. You know how every house has like a hangout room. It's right off the kitchen, and the red brings a feeling of intimacy it brings a cozy feeling it brings everybody together it it brings a sense of connection and it's also exciting you know it's like you're in this red environment and you feel there's a it it's a you know and also it's the we are, it's where we as a family eat we don't eat in the big long 16 people table we eat there and also it stimulates appetite as you know it's a it's an activating room you know, it's where we, we discuss family business. It's where we, it brings us together. So that specifically, I made that room red for that reason. And I use the colors in the rugs as well. There's a lot of red in the in the rug, reds and golds. Golds, again, stimulating conversation. But um, anyway, I just do, I do get carried away when it comes to color. And thank you so much for allowing me to. To carry on. You're very welcome. Now, now, what steps should a person take before painting a room? So everything I talk about and everything I've shared about the use of color is from my own perspective, and I think that is important because I am careful to say that the, it is what it is to you. Because maybe a child who used to get spanked in a you know 
in an orange room or a yellow room might have negative associations for that color. So it is really individual. So what I'm going to say about bedrooms is from my own perspective. But from my own perspective, I believe that bedrooms should be should be very, very relaxing. I am in terms of the color. Like sort of a, a, a refuge, a retreat? Yeah, just it mm-hmm. should be. I mean, the bedrooms are basically for sleep and and therefore re, renewing and re, renewing and relaxing. And so, you know, so many people for kids' rooms, for example, they will paint them in all those bright colors and they have all the action figures, and you know, on their, their bedding and, and on the wall and they think, well, I can't understand why my kid can't sleep or why he's so hyperactive or why he's so tired. I do think the colors should be kind of all along the flesh tones, you know, creams and tans and browns and even you could even go into the kind of even more lavendery tones because you know places where there's places often like the inside of the wrist that there's that kind of color. But all those colors, it's almost like being held in your mother's arms. It's that feeling of soothingness. And when someone comes into our house and there's all these vibrant colors and every every room is a different color and then they go into my bedroom like what happened here because it's just it's a very kind of gray kind of cream walls and and um, all all the bedding is you know it's just kind of a very warm kind of cream and we have those kind of muslin-y kind of curtains everywhere and it's like what happened but because that is and there's very little things in the bedroom it's it's not a jumble of stuff and I keep the co- the colors very almost monochromatic because that's that's the place you want to sleep. You want to have the energy as restful as possible. So let's talk about your book, The Hidden Power of Dreams. Ooh. How, how can we use color to help interpret our dreams? Well, the very the the same way that color is used in our waking state, it also can have an impact and be reflective of our you know, our dream state. And so, again, color is very individual. And sometimes there's an exercise that anyone can do in which you become the color. So if you are in a dream, and let's say there's a lot of red, first ask yourself or take a look, is it a bright, clean, poppy red, or is it a murky, dark kind of, you know, ugly red? I, I call it ugly. That's a value judgment, but kind of a murky red, I should say. So you notice what the feeling is. You know, does this make me feel activated and alive? And as you know, you know when you're looking at red, your heart, your pulse goes up, your blood pressure goes up. So it has an effect on our physiology. It, red is a color that's used for strength. You know, you, when you wear red, and they've done physio, um, tests where they test people's muscles, your muscle strength actually increases looking at red. So do you feel strong, powerful, vital, and alive looking at that as you recount the dream? Or do you feel kind of depressed or diminished or or dirty even, if it's a dirtier red? What's the feel? So you first go, what's the feeling of that in the dream? Also, red in a dream, I mean, it depends on all the other symbols, but every dream has a multitude of messages, and it could be that the red is giving you an indication about your circulation system because we often equate red with blood. It's very primordial. So if there's a red river and it's flowing strongly, it could be that, you know, you're circ- but maybe there's a big rock in the middle of the red river. If I had this dream, I would get my heart checked out. You know, I'd say, gee, I wonder if there's a blood clot. And it could have nothing to do with a blood clot. But um, 
also, if you get that feeling, gee, there's this red river and there's a big boulder right in the middle and the water's having a hard time getting around it, uh, there's a place inside of us that knows what's occurring within our body far before our conscious mind knows. And you can do this with all of the colors. Often in a dream, if you have those lavenders and those purples, that can be a very spiritual dream. And those are special dreams. I'll go the other end of the color spectrum. And those are dreams to pay particular attention to. But also with those kind of colors, especially a particular kind of a lavender, is before a person gets sick, they will have a sense of that kind of lavender color. So it depends on the exact tone or shade. And again, asking, what does it feel? Does this feel like it's the spiritual alignment? Does this feel like this is kind of accelerating my personal vibration? Or does it feel like this is a predecessor or, a, you know, is preceding a, an illness? And usually it's not a dramatic illness like a blood clot. Usually it's just a, it's a flu or, a, or um, a softer kind of illness, I guess. So, so look at the shape but look at the feeling of what that color is and every color. You know, in the green, you know, we talked about green, but, you know, green often represents growth. But is it a murky green? Is it like a stagnant green? Does it mean, you know, if it's a st- stagnant green in a dream, it can be an infection. So you just have to kind of look at it and ask yourself, if I knew what this meant, what would it mean? Or become the color. I am this kind of murky green. What What do I represent? And it seems silly, but it actually works. I just get carried away. You're such a good interviewer that I just keep, I'm so sorry for talking so much. <laughs> you know, you have said that every person has a different color vibrational harmonic to yes. open the dream gateways. How do we discover and apply our personal color key? What I really love working with people is expanding the harmonic. We each do have a particular color that we are more aligned with when people see auras and instantly not everybody sees the same aura it's just like if you have 20 people see the same accident you'll get 20 different 20 different reports but um so not everyone if you have five people tell you what your auric color is and it's all different it could be that it's not that your aura is shifting quickly person to person which it might be but it could also be that we do not see the same most people have one particular color vibration that they that's their kind of reset button. And it's not good or bad. You know, I remember back in the 60s, it was like, oh, you know, the blues are good and the reds are bad. No, it's just, it's all a part of our, our the color spectrum. But when someone's working as a healer, for example, if, if they are working in a blue vibration, which is a lot finer and faster than a red vibration, for example, they are really good at working with people who share that same vibration. But if someone who is kind of coming from a, a red vibration person, that's it's a slower vibration, and if they have like a, a physical problem, maybe they have a pulled muscle, that blue vibration person, they will have a harder time healing because they are more just tuned to blue. But if they can begin to, and so that person, that person who comes in, I've got this pulled muscle, or I've got some, you know, some physical problems, they're not going to be able to get that from the blue vibration person. Am I making any sense here? <laughs> Perfectly. Oh, good. Well, I figure I'm talking to people who are interested in color, so they would know. There are ways that you can expand your vibration, so you become a full spectrum healer rather than just one color. 
and you've seen the, the blue vibration. Let's say the lavender vibration people. They have very long fingers. They, they're very sensitive to energy. They go into a shopping center and they can, you know, they're, they're wasted for the day afterwards. Red vibration people, oh, my God, they can go into a cheering crowd of, of WrestleMania and they can come out feeling better, you know, because it's, that's a kind of a red vibration. But to enter into the dream gate and to to expand your ability to become a full-spectrum healer is just visualize yourself in, I mean, this is one of many techniques, but visualize yourself in a meadow and visualize that there is this amazing rainbow and that one by one you are inhaling the color of the rainbow and feeling it. And usually the people who are like the lavender, they're like, I don't like the red, I don't want to feel the red. And the people who are the red vibrations are like, oh, I can't stand that, like, purpley stuff, you know. But to the extent that you can kind of dissolve into the color, to become the color. So your identity, really, in the meditation, your identity disappears and you become that color. It will allow you to become more full spectrum. And as a healer and also entering into the dream state, you'll be able to have a vaster range of experiences. And so before bed, um, my very first teacher when I was... pushing 60 now when I was 19 years old was a Hawaiian kahuna and she taught me a lot about color and she said she talked about the, the circular rainbow and at the time I thought what is she talking about a circular rainbow rainbows are only half circles well it turns out they're actually full circles and I've been up in the plane and seen a full circle you know we only see half but it's a full circle and she said before bed imagine as you're laying there imagine that circular rainbow going down your body and coming up your body seven times and having your body absorb what it needs from those colors to activate your full-spectrum healing, to activate your full-spectrum being, to expand your vibrational rates so that you have access to all of them, not just one or two, not just your the reset buttons, the ones that are your comfort zone. She also talked about using the rainbow technique with water. She said, um, and this was she was a kahuna, as was her mother and her grandmother and her great mother, and, and on and on backward. And they did um, a kahuna is like a healer or a medicine woman. And one of the things they did that she talked to me about was the working with color. So she said, take a glass of water and put your hand over just slightly above the glass of water and visualize, imagine the rainbow coming out of your hands into the water. And she said that way, when you drink the water, you're drinking all the colors of the rainbow. what's happening on the color calendar for January 2015. A Chakras and the Human Electromagnetic Field class will be held on Saturday, January 3rd in Albany, New York. Diantha Harris of Life Potentials presents Module 1 of her online Gift of Grace Soul Expansion and Color course beginning on Wednesday, January 7th. Ann Bowditch hosts a Color Mirrors Freedom from Anxiety workshop on Thursday, January 8th in Guernsey Channel Islands. A Level 3 Arasoma course will be offered from Tuesday, January 13th through Sunday, January 18th in Hong Kong, China. A Level 1 Conscious Color Certification course begins on Friday, January 16th through Sunday, January 18th 
in Morro Bay, California. Tamadu Academy is offering part two of their level one professional training program from Saturday, January 10th through Saturday, January 17th in Malibu, California. Julia Kubler's seven-month color therapy diploma course begins on Saturday, January 17th in Colchester, England. On Sunday, January 18th, Eilish Kelly presents an Orosoma practice session in Dublin, Ireland. Also on Sunday, January 18th, a Color in Motion 5K run will be held in Orlando, Florida. I'll be sharing a free long-distance color tune-up through Aura House School of Color and Light on Tuesday, January 20th. On Sunday, January 25th, Art for Healing will present an Expressing Feelings with Color workshop in Laguna Hills, California. And an Orosoma Level 1 certification course is scheduled for Monday, January 26th and Tuesday, January 27th in Auckland, New Zealand. And that's what's happening on the color calendar for January 2015. If you would like to contact the organizers of the events mentioned on the show today, or if you have a colorful event that you would like to submit to the color calendar, please email your request to AuraHouse at Yahoo.com. Many thanks and many blessings to Denise Lynn. To learn more about Denise, visit her website at DeniseLynn.com, spelled D-E-N-I-S-E-L-I-N-N. And if you'd like to know more about me, Elaine Marie, please visit my Aura House School of Color and Light website at colortherapyschool.com. Well, next month I have a very special treat for you. The color calendar will be live so that we can show you our Color Therapy Month Unity with a color pep rally. I'll be talking with guests and callers about their plans for Color Therapy Month in March. Join us and be sure to bring your colorful pom-poms. Until then, no matter how you feel or where on the planet you live, don't forget to stop and enjoy the pretty colors. Color is all around us. It has a profound effect on how we think, feel, and act. A yellow sunshine, blue skies, green grass, red roses. Take away color, and our world would look like this. Color Cares is a 501c3 charity that uses the power of color to positively change lives. Visit our website today to learn more at www.colorcares.org and help us spread happiness in full color. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car, before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.